1: limitless is not about being perfect. It's about advancing and progressing beyond what you believe is possible.
2: I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about
0: Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Break up the routine of a day spent indoors. Explore workshops, classes, and more in topics such as graphic design, illustration, productivity, and entrepreneurship. Get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. Also, thanks to Aslo. Aslo is a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, money transfers, no minimum balance, and no fees. Sign up with no minimum deposit at aslo.com/dreamjob and get a free copy of Aslo's Smart Business Starter Guide. Also, thanks to ShipStation. No matter where you're selling—Amazon, Etsy, your own website—ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Use my offer code Dreamjob to get a 60-day free trial. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So yesterday I posted on Instagram, you can make a million excuses or you can make a million dollars. And here's why I'm saying this. It's straight up the truth. We live in the year 2020. It used to be that we had to travel on horseback or boats would have to come to port to trade with local merchants. Earning a living was super hard. But today, everyone is on the other side of your smartphone. Everyone is one click away. You don't have to manufacture anything necessarily or leave your home or even change out of your pajamas. You don't have to have your own show on NBC. You don't have to get approval from a major publishing company. You don't have to wait for anyone's permission to start your business or begin to serve the world. All that's required is courage, courage to be messy, courage to iterate, courage to put your ideas out in the world and show up. I think we make excuses because it takes us off the hook from having to be visible and confront our fears. Leadership is risky and we would rather play small than be consistent. I am so proud of the 500 souls who joined us for this round of Made to Do This. Yes. Enrollment is closed. We start today and it'll be 12 epic weeks. The folks who joined us made a decision that they were available for success and willing to let go of the story of scarcity. And I'm so proud of that. If you miss the enrollment for made to do this, but you want a taste of our community, you want a taste of what it's like to work with me. You can go to kathyheller.com slash arrive community. This is a great place to start surrounding yourself with high vibe people and to try on the new lenses of how to see the world through what's really, really possible and to start taking some steps forward. We won't be opening the doors to me to do this again until 2021. So you might want to take this bite-sized step. It's less time commitment. It's less of a money commitment. And I think it's something you really might want to look into. So go to kathyheller.com slash arrive community, and you can join us there for the next few days. But I want you to know the money's there. The clients are there. The supersized dreams are there. If you're willing to tell yourself a new story, if you're willing to not believe everything that you think, because thoughts are not facts, you might start finding clues everywhere that remind you that there's room for you, that remind you that you're needed, and that there's a huge reward in doing the work and showing up as yourself. I am so excited because today we have the amazing, the brilliant Jim Quick here. I absolutely adore him. And this conversation was one of my most favorite conversations I've ever had. He's a leader in brain performance. He's a social entrepreneur, a New York Times bestselling author, a podcaster, and CEO of Quick Learning, a premier online accelerated learning academy with students in 195 countries. He's worked with CEOs, elite mental performers, entrepreneurs, celebrities like Will Smith and Jim Carrey, top companies like Google, Virgin, SpaceX, the United Nations, Harvard, and on and on. And he has an amazing best-selling book that came out earlier this year. It's called Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is all about how to free yourself from the lies that you believe and become limitless in a world that feels limited. It's so good, you have to get your copy. You'll also want to check out Jim's Quick Brain Podcast. It's a fun, fast-paced show designed to help you learn and achieve anything in a fraction of the time. It'll supercharge you and sharpen your brain and fast track your fullest potential. It's very popular. It has tens of millions of downloads, and they have great conversations with guests you'll love like Simon Sinek, Ramit Sethi, Todd Herman, and so many more. This was honestly one of the most mind-blowing interviews I've ever done, and I know that you're going to learn a ton. So if you're not driving, I would highly suggest get out a pen and paper because you're going to want to take some notes. Without further ado, please welcome the one and only Jim Quick. Jim, thank you for being here.
1: Kathy, thanks for having me, and thank you everyone who's listening to this.
0: Let me just tell you guys, he has the most awesome energy. Before we started, he's like, How can we make this the best interview for you? Like, I'm here to serve. What can I do? I'm like, of course you would ask that because that's who you are and he's so generous. I want to know the whole thing. Okay, so we know that you're a rock star. We know that you help people. We know that your vibe is so fierce that you move people out of their garbage. But where were you before? Like, give me the story arc of like how you went from where you were to where you are now.
1: So uh, my inspiration was my desperation, I grew up with some severe learning challenges. I had a traumatic brain dream when I was a child, oh uh, three of them before the age of 12. I um, had the, all these processing issues put in special classes, didn't really understand what was going on, focus, memory. Teachers would repeat themselves over and over again. Um, I would pretend to understand, but I had like this imposter syndrome very early on. It took me an extra few years to learn how to read. When I was nine, the teacher pointed to me in front of the whole class because I was slowing the class down and said, that's the boy with a broken brain. And uh, that label became my limit so you're like I mean my teachers would have been surprised if I read a book much less wrote a book and so I developed strategies and tools and resources some skills capabilities and to be able to compensate and it helped me so much that I dedicated my my life's work to it and so you could say I took my um uh, what was my mess and I turned it into my message and my message is that everybody has genius inside of them, that knowledge is power, and learning is your superpower, and it's a superpower we all have. Uh, we just weren't taught how to access it. You know, school is a wonderful place to learn what to learn, you know, math, history, science, Spanish, but there were zero classes on how to learn, how to focus, how to remember, how to study, how to read faster, how to think better and solve problems and be creative and and remember things. And I really think that my, my, my mission is to be able to build better, brighter brains, no brain left behind. And um, I've been doing this for 29 years, going on 30 years, three decades of teaching this. That's what I'm all about. It's just making people, showing people that it's not how smart you are, it's how are you smart. It's not how smart your kids are, how smart your team is, it's how are you smart. And when you're able to meld your superpower, your power and your purpose and your profit together, then you can truly become limitless.
0: I mean, those words just like wash over me and I'm just like, (laughs) what else is there? So beautiful. That story you told and, and what she said, the boy with the broken brain. I mean, wow. Talk about a destructive, poisonous, traumatic thing to hear as a kid. And boy, did you do the complete opposite and help other people to actually fix or come home to what's not broken about themselves. So I'm just curious, like when you zoom out, what would you say is the biggest thing in the way of breaking us out of that limit? Like what is it that keeps us all in that place of limitations? And if we were to overcome it, we can start to access the expansion.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I think this conversation is uh, where, where our work aligns. It's about transcending. It's about ending the trance, ending this mass hypnosis through marketing and media that says somehow you have to do it just this way, or somehow you know our potential is fixed, or that you there's, there's only one one path. And so I talk about in my book, under mindset, these lies that were told. And for me, I talk in acronyms and mnemonics and I alliterate everything to make it very sticky. But um, for me, lie stands for a limited idea entertained. It's not necessarily something that's true, that is born. It's just a lie that we're told. Right. And I believe genius is built that if somebody is extraordinary in any area that we could get similar results, if we're willing to discover uh, what they're doing, well, because I believe genius leaves clues. And the nature of it really is unlimited. A lot of it is not, I doing more. It's, it's sometimes it's doing less of the things that aren't worth our time and our attention. So many people are so, they come to me on social media or on our podcast or somewhere, they message us and say like, you know, hey, I feel so burnt out. I feel so tired with everything going on. So I often find that people aren't burnt out all the time because they're doing too much. I find a lot of times people are burnt out because they're doing too little of the things that make them come alive you know a lot of your listeners who you are know, thinking about don't don't keep your day job a lot of people would add 5 days to the week if they were doing was doing something that they loved right and it's 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 tragic that we're only looking forward to sometimes 2 days out of the out of the week but um and, and it's tough sometimes i'm not saying it's 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 always easy but if you find the love in what you do or bring the love in what you do um then everything everything changes
0: everything you said is a mic drop so I could like go into every one of those things, but I don't have a limitless amount of time with you. So you talk about the seven lies that we tell ourselves, right. And about our potential and what are those seven lies?
1: Yeah, I mean we could highlight a few of them. I mean, really, this is a what I call the limitless model. All right, so let's make this like a little master class in becoming limitless. And like, how do you become limitless in a limited world? And limitless is not about being perfect. It's about advancing and progressing beyond what you believe is possible. And so let's let's make this interactive. Let's think about an area, um, everybody, an area of your life where you feel limited. It could be in your career, it could be in your job, it could be in your income, it could be in your relationship, your physical well-being, your impact. Think about an area very specific where you feel like you're in a box, where you're not making progress. Now that box, by definition, it's three-dimensional, right? And the three dimensions that keep you in that box are the same three forces that will liberate you out of this box. And I call it the limitless model. And part of those are those lies. So there are three M's that we need to unlimit to become limitless. And this is a framework for learning faster. It's a framework for unlocking human capital and human potential and getting unstuck. So if you think about um, three circles, Right. Three intersecting circles. And even if you're not writing it down, um, I encourage people who are listening to write it down, take some notes on this. And the way I take notes is I draw a line right down the page. On the left side, I take notes. On the right side, I make notes. Uh, it's a subtle difference. On the left side, I'm capturing. So you could write how to remember names, how to read faster, how to uh, overcome your negative self-talk. You know, that's on the left side, taking notes. But on the right side, you're making notes. Like, how am I going to use this? How does this relate to what I know? At uh, questions that you might have. When so you're...
0: good. I've never heard that in my life.
1: So Ooh. capture and then create. And so if you imagine three circles that intersect, like a Venn diagram, looks like Mickey Mouse, two ears that cross over in a face. The last one is the face there is going to be the methods. And that's what this book primarily was. The subtitle of Limitless is Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. It was a book fully on methods, on how to do these things, how to focus, how to study, how to read faster, how to learn languages, names, everything. But then I asked myself before I hit send to my publisher, I was like, will everyone, 100% of the people who read this book get results? And my honest answer was No. Because the truth is that knowledge is not power. That's one of the lies that I talk about. we hear it all the time, knowledge is power, right? And I even say it myself, but it's not truly power. At best, it's potential power, right? All the books, podcasts, online courses, programs, none of it works unless we work. And so just knowing this isn't going to make the difference. And so I realize there are two circles that come before the methods. And the first one is your mindset. And so everyone write down mindset for circle number one. And your mindset are the set of assumptions and attitudes you have about something. It can be your attitudes, assumptions about the world, your attitudes, assumptions about yourself. You know, what would fall in that circle are things like what you believe is possible. Like, is it possible truly to start a business in today's economy? What could fall in that circle is what you believe you're capable of. Maybe you believe it's possible for Kathy to do it, but, okay, do you believe you could do it? Also, would fall in that circle is uh, what you believe you deserve. Some people, they don't feel like they could earn X amount of income or have X amount of impact. So you could teach somebody a method on how to remember names for example, which I think is the number one business etiquette, networking skill there is like, how are you going to show somebody? Everyone is watching this in some way we're doing business development. How are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their future, their finances, their family, their business, whatever it is you have to offer if you don't care enough just to remember their name. And so people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And so, but let's say you learn how to remember someone's name, you have the method, which we could talk about, but your mindset Mm -hmm. is I'm not smart Mm -hmm. enough. Oh man, I'm too old. Oh, oh, I have a horrible memory, right? Your brain is like a supercomputer, and your self-talk is the program it will run. So, if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, you will not remember the name of the next person. Maybe because you may your program your supercomputer not to. So, it's a complete lie, right? And so, these lies I talk about. One of them is knowledge is alone is power. One of them is genius is born. It's absolutely not true. Genius is built. Right, So I, I take people through a process of uncovering, discovering those lies that they have about themselves and unlimiting them. And so we're basically removing the limits. We're redrawing the borders and boundaries of what you believe is possible. So those lies could hold you back. And a lie like intelligence is fixed, meaning that somebody who takes an IQ test when they're seven, that's their potential when they're 17 or when they're 77. And it's not, it's not like your shoe size everything could grow. Right. And so those are some examples of your mindset. And, the, and those lies really are BS. There are belief systems, right? BS, belief systems, acronyms, right? So that's your mindset. Now, here's the thing. You can have the great mindset that everything is possible and you have the methods on how to start a business, how to invest, how to negotiate, how to read faster. And you can still be stuck in that box because you're lacking a second M, which is your motivation. Right. And this is, this is interesting, right? A lot of people know what to do, but they don't do what they know. A lot of people know they should take the leap to start a business. And life's too short to be able to have these kind of regrets. And I remember I was coaching, I I coach a lot of actors, teaching them how to memorize their scripts in a fraction of the time. And I remember I was spending the day with um, Jim Carrey. And he wanted to get smarter before he filmed Dumb and Dumber, too, right? And during a lunch break, we were making all these brain foods I talk about in the book. And I asked him, why do you do what you do? He was like, Jim, I act completely, like, extreme and complete fool on camera because I want to give people who are watching at home permission to be themselves. I'm like, wow. He's like, I want to free people from the concerns of others. And I think a lot of our mindset is we're trying to make other people happy, right? It's like people they get into a career because th- their parents expected them to, or, you know, they, they, other people's expectations and opinions, that's where they're getting their fuel, right? And if you fuel your life through opinions and expectations of others, then you're going to run out of gas for sure. I mean, there's just no, no question, but that, that all finds it in mindset. But if you have that there and you're not motivated, here are the three keys to motivation. Now this is the key to sustainable motivation. P times E times S three. P times E times S3. Now, this goes to whether you're motivating yourself, motivating your family members, motivating your team, right? You need all three of these elements. And so just imagine we're doing this thought experiment. We're going to build the ultimate motivated human being. And we want them to do something like exercise. P times E times S3. First, you need the P, which is purpose. All right, purpose. And I'm not talking about your life purpose, though I do address it in the book on discovering your life purpose. I believe that reasons reap results. A lot of people do not move forward. They're not motivated because they're not tapping into the second H. Three H's, head, heart, hands, right? If you, could, if you have KPIs or vision or goals in your head, but if you're not acting with your hands, check in with the second H, which is your heart, right? The emotions, because people don't, we know this, people don't buy logically, they buy what? They buy e- emotionally, right? Because we are not logical; we are biological. You think about oxytocin, d- dopamine, serotonin, endorphins. We we are this chemical feeling soup, and so in order to be able to motivate someone else, we have to be able to tap into those emotions, especially if we want to motivate it, our own stuff to be able to do something. So, having purpose behind something, having a purpose, you know, if you haven't quit your day job. And here's the thing, people say risk all the time. It's, here's the thing, without risk, you can't win. You're either going to win or you're going to learn something, right? I think as Seth Godin said this, if failure is not an option, then neither is success, right? If failure is not an option, then neither is success. And so you have to tap into that purpose. So, all the feel, Not just intellectually, everyone knows the benefits of maybe you know, not keeping their day job. Everyone knows the benefits of reading more. Everyone knows the benefits of working out. But you have to feel those benefits. And not only the pleasure that comes from all the benefit, the rewards from fulfilling that, but also the pain. Like who's counting on you to do this? You know, who's watching you? Because I believe the life we live are the lessons we teach other people. Even in our marketing, don't say it, show it. Right? Don't promise it, prove it to people, right? Because it's better well done than it is well said. So tap into the purpose, the feelings. Even when you want to remember someone's name, a lot of people don't remember names just because they don't have a reason to, right? But they remember the names of the people they're attracted to, right? Their feelings. They remember the people that, that could be good for their business, right? Because their are feelings behind it. So your motivation is your motive to taking action. So that's your mm-hmm. purpose. Now, if somebody just has purpose, will they always exercise, for example? And I was like, no, they could be missing the E, P times E times S3. The E stands for energy, meaning that somebody could have all the purpose in the world for following through, but if they lack energy, maybe they have a newborn child and they haven't slept in three days, or maybe they say, oh, you know, Jim has always talked about leaders or readers. And if you ever see pictures of me on Instagram with Oprah or Bill Gates or Elon Musk, we bonded over books, right? Because I believe if somebody wrote a book, And they have decades of experience, and they put that experience into a book. You could read that book in a few days. You could download decades in the days. What an incredible advantage for an entrepreneur, right? What if you could read one book a week, fifty-two books a year? You could have a PhD, master in any subject. So the E is energy. So you need energy to be able to follow through. In order to get through a book a week, for example, it takes forty-five minutes a day. for the average person to read one book a week. But if you're not, you don't have the energy, you can have the purpose. You know, you're gonna make more money. You're gonna gonna be able to negotiate better, build your business, because all this knowledge. But if you get a big processed meal and you're in a food coma, you're not gonna follow through. So that's why in the book, I give you people 10 keys for getting rid of mental fatigue and brain fog. And then I said, okay, if you have purpose times energy, will they always follow through? Anybody, even your 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 team or your customers, potential customers. No, they could have purpose and energy, but you need S3, three S's, small, simple steps mm-hmm. for everybody. Because a lot of time people don't follow through because they're thinking, Oh, I want a million people on Instagram. I want to I want to build the next, you know, big brand online, or they have this, I want to have the perfect body, or me and my soulmate live happily. Way too grand of goals, right? So you have to break it down. So small, simple steps is like for someone who's never worked out, you know. Doing an hour a day can be very intimidating. So a small, simple step, put on your running shoes. Small, simple step to reading 45 minutes a day, that that could be way too intimidating. Opening up the book, small, simple step. Reading one line is one simple step, right? Flossing one tooth instead of all of them. You're not going to stop with one tooth. You're going to keep on going. So just remember this. The question to ask, because I believe questions are the answer in learning and also Mm -hmm. in life, is what to get your small, simple step What is the tiniest action I could take right now that will give me progress towards Mm -hmm. this goal where I can't fail? And so it could be something really simple. Then just break it down. Inch by inch is a cinch. Yard by yard, way too hard. And what I love about this, if you're persistent, you Mm. can leave it. But if you're consistent, you could keep it. Right, little by little, a little becomes a lot, and then finally, the last them are the methods, right? On how to read faster, how to remember names, how to focus, concentrate, how to start a business, how to invest, how to hire, how to train, how to negotiate, how to do sales funnels, all of that. But I, if you don't get your mindset right, you know you're going to be limited in that box in terms of what you believe you deserve, what you believe you're capable of. And if you don't hack into your motivation, you could be stalled. And and that's really the key. Those three keys.
0: Everything you're saying is blowing my mind, but before we keep going, let's just thank our sponsors. There are two kinds of small business owners, the old schoolers who need to physically go into a bank only to get charged unnecessary fees, and then there's you. Going to the bank and unnecessary fees are the last thing business owners need to be thinking about. Luckily, ASLO takes all the friction out of business banking. ASLO is a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, and money transfers. There's no minimum balance or deposit required, no fees, and no ridiculous phone system that feels designed to waste your time. That is music to my ears because I've spent way too much time being on hold. ASLO saves you even more time because all you have to do is go to azlo.com and apply in as little as 10 minutes. And with Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. I love this because we shouldn't have to stress about whether or not we can access our own money immediately. And Aslo makes sure you don't have to worry about that. Aslo is owned by BBVA USA, member FDIC and Money Magazine called them the best business making option for freelancers and entrepreneurs. Sign up right now with no minimum deposit at aslo.com dream job and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide, spelled A-Z-L-O dot com slash dream job, and sign up with a free small business starter guide and no minimum deposit, aslo.com slash dream job. Can you believe it? The holiday season is fast approaching, and this year we know that people will be buying more stuff online than ever. For all you makers and e-commerce sellers, are you ready to meet the demands of a record-breaking online shopping season? Now you can be prepared with ShipStation. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. In just a few clicks, you're managing orders, printing out discounted shipping labels and getting your products out fast. This means happier hassle-free holidays for you and your customers. And no matter where you're selling like Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface so you can easily manage them from any device. Plus it works with all the major carriers like USPS, FedEx, UPS, even international. You can compare and choose the best shipping solution every time. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. So no matter how big or small your business is you can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. This way, you'll always know that you're getting the best deal. And right now, you can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code DREAMJOB. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of a massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in DREAMJOB. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter offer code DREAMJOB. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. You know, it's not just that everything you say is just so worthy of repeating and, and digesting because it's so obvious how, how brilliant all of this is, but you're so generous. I mean, you're very, very generous.
1: I appreciate that, Kathy. I, I also know what it's like to be somebody who who struggles, right? So I spent the better part, my whole childhood, up to 18, struggling <laughs> every single day. And uh, I just, I know that if the person's listening right now, that if you're struggling right now, not knowing what you could do, I'm just saying that you inspire people with your grit and your grace and the fact Mm -hmm. that they're listening to us right now, like this could be the change that changes everything. There's a a Mm -hmm. quote in my book that from a French philosopher that says, life is the C between B and D. Life is C between B and D. B stands for birth, D is death, C Mm -hmm. is choice. And that's life. Right? We are the sum total of all the choices we've made up to this point, like where are we going to live? Who are we going to spend time with? What are we going to eat? You know, what are we going to do or not do? Right? And I believe in, in my heart of hearts right now that these difficult times, they could define us. These difficult times can diminish us or these difficult times can develop us. Ultimately we decide with our choices. So I think, you know, that the through line between all the work that we do and many of the people who you mentioned and are listening right now is number one, is you want to be an example for those people around you, right? Because you could tell your friends and your family what you're gonna do, but it's not gonna matter because they're gonna judge you based on on um, what you're doing. And sometimes it's the people around us that hold us back the most because we give them the power to do so. And that's totally fine. But here's the thing, it's not just your neurological networks or your biological networks, it's also our social networks, right? And I feel like we have this big responsibility, you know, growing mm-hmm. up as the boy with the broken brain. When I was going through these challenges, uh, my grandmother, who's my primary caregiver, she passed of Alzheimer's and to watch her deteriorate, you know, as time went on, mm-hmm. it really leaves an impression on you. So I spend an enormous amount of time at, you know, with seniors, not only helping them polish off their memories, but I also learned so much because, you know, so much life experience. But I also hear a lot of regret. And the number one regret I hear the most often is that somehow they shrunk their life because they wanted to fit into some kind of box and not shake things around. And and I, I bring this up because as a, just a reminder to everyone, it's not a fun conversation, but at some point we're going to be taking our final breaths. And when we're taking our final breaths, Nobody's opinions, none of your fears are going to matter. What's going to matter is, is how you lived, how you loved, how you laughed, how you learned. And, you know, so you want to come from, from that place, right? Like right now, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. No one else I'd rather be talking to because for my life, you know, and, and you've heard this before from other people, everything in my life is hell yes or hell no. It's like a lot of people, they're fatigued and they're slowing down because they're over committing to things. They're trying to do way too much. And there's a lot of power in saying no. Like part of self-love is looking into a mirror and falling in love with that person in the mirror who's been through so much but is still standing, right? (laughs) Part of self-love and self-care, which we know is not selfish, part of self-care is realizing when you say yes to somebody or something, you're not saying no to yourself. Part of self-care is, is to put a border or a boundary around your time, around your heart, around your emotions, you know, the things that you cherish, the treasures in your life, but it frees up an enormous amount of energy to start a business or to find your purpose meant to have the impact that you're, you're meant to have. Like we need people right now. So many people I see, they dim down, because they're, they're concerned that, that their brightness is shining into somebody else's eyes. But right now in this dim world, it's like we need people to shine more than ever, right? And to be those yep. beacons of hope and, and real help.
0: Yeah, 100,000%. It feels as though the two biggest things is I'm not enough. That's my big lie. So why would I do it? Because Rachel Hollis did it and so did Oprah and Jim Quick and Martha Stewart and Tony Robbins. I'm not good enough, right? That's number one, the worthiness. Then the second one has to do with like the scarcity. There's no money out there. There is no money out there. There's no clients out there, right? So the limit on the how much I can receive and the limit on how much I am, have those come up for you with other people? And how do you help people unpack that?
1: For sure. I mean, certainly I dealt with it my, myself, certainly, and we are all, nobody's perfect, right? And we're all, the goal is not perfect. Right. It's, it's to make progress. And so what I would say is to the person right now who's thinking, I am not enough, right? Two of the most powerful words in the English language are also the shortest, I am, right? Because whatever you put after that is going to be like your your oh. life, right? And because your your brain is so powerful, your brain is ultimate supercomputer and your self-talk is a program that will run so if you tell yourself i'm not enough or i'm not good at remembering names you won't remember the name of the next person you meet because you program your supercomputer not to if people truly understood how powerful their mind was they wouldn't say or think something they didn't want to be true and that's not to say you have a couple negative thoughts and it ruins your life um, any more than eating that one donut will but it's the consistency of it right? And so here's how I would go about changing this. So first of all, it's kind of interesting because I think I am enough is the most common belief. And I did three podcast episodes on this specifically to how to get rid of what we call ants, killing ants, automatic negative thoughts, right? These automatic negative thoughts that hold us back because our mind is always eavesdropping on our self-talk. So one of the things is first self-awareness and just know that it's there. Secondly, what I would say is to... Monitor not only your self-talk, but also edit it. So if you say you don't have a great memory, you could add a word like yet at the end. I don't have a great memory yet because it opens up the possibility, right? A lot of power in words. Like recently a friend just was saying this word drilling in my head in her language. And it was like, I got to do this. I got to do this with everything that's going on. I got to take my kids to school this week. I got to work out. I got to. But changing a word like got, one letter like that O into an E, and I, I get to work out. I get to pick up my kids. I get to start a business. It opens up more of that, scare, more and more of that abundance, right? Automatically. And for me, I am enough. It's interesting because we are thermostats, we're not thermometers we are thermostats, not thermometers, meaning a thermometer just reacts to the environment. And we could sometimes react to the weather. We could react to politics. We could react to how clients treat us. But in actuality, all the studies on happiness show that that the person who has agency and knows that they are that the locus of control inside, that they are a thermostat. That a thermostat doesn't react to the environment. It gauges the environment, but it sets a temperature and then the environment changes around it. So we know your thoughts become things, that there are molecules, as you know from the book, the molecules of, of emotions. And so this idea that I am not enough, one of the ways to challenge you is, first of all, be aware of it, that it's there. Second of all, you can edit it with your language. And then third of all, it's interesting because for me, what spawned this book, it was uh, a near death experience. And I, I don't talk about it, but I, I was in an accident a few years back. And you people oh wonder God. books or something. It's my first book. And they, they assume because I've been doing it so long, but I from my mind, I never wanted to be the Oprah or the Tony Robbins of learning and memory and stuff like that. Because honestly, when you grow up like I did, my superpower was being invisible. When when you're the boy who doesn't have the answers, broken brain, I would shrink all the time. I would sit behind the tall kid in class, right? I don't want the spotlight on myself. My two biggest challenges growing up were learning, and public speaking. And public speaking was because I felt like I wasn't enough, right? I would do a book report so I could pass class as extra credit. And I remember once I just spend weeks and weeks, and they called my parents in and I said, your child is, is failing uh, high school English. And we're even one last chance to do this book report, give them extra credit. And I spent weeks and weeks in the library. And my father, he had the, the report, like, professionally bound and i was so excited to hand it in and show up i was enough and i remember at the end towards the end of the class the teacher i was so excited to pass it in teacher made an announcement from the whole class and said i have a surprise for everybody jim come up in the front of the class and give your book report tell everybody about your book report and i was terrified i didn't realize i had to speak about it and i get just like goosebumps even thinking about it Mm. I, i lied to the teacher. I said, I didn't do it after I spent like weeks and weeks on this. And uh, you can see the disappointment in her face. And after everyone left, I was leaving and I I was the last one there. I felt so like, like really not enough. I I reached into the backpack, pulled out my book report and I threw it in the trash. And, um, and I felt like I was also throwing away like my dreams or my worth also at the same time. So I know what that feels like, how it changes me was having a purpose, and this realization that nobody is necessarily better at me, and I'm no better than anybody else. And, and part of that happened through these kind of accidents I've had. I think through our struggles we get strength, right? We have these inflection points that wake us up. And so when I had this near the experience, I was thinking about legacy, and I was like, honestly, who cares if I could help one person? Like even in this conversation right now, it would be worth it because if somebody was in as much pain as I was you know, at these formidable times, like these, you know, especially when I was a child that, you know, I was, I, I ended up hospitalized because I was not eating, not sleeping, just living at the library every night. And I just passed out of sheer exhaustion. I fell down a flight of stairs when I was 18, a freshman in college, I hit my head again. And I woke up in the hospital bed. And at that time I thought I died. Like I was down to 117 pounds. I mean, I was wasting away. I was hooked up to all these IVs. I was very malnourished. I mean, that was the, the darkest time of my life where I just thought I died and maybe pardon me, wish I, I had, you know, and I thought there had to be a better way. And when I had that idea, this is what changed everything. The nurse came in with a mug of tea and on it was a picture of Albert Einstein. Now, Albert Einstein happened to be the guy I did the book report on all those years before that. And it had a quote on there, like he was talking to me and it said the same level of thinking that has created your problem won't solve your problem. And it made me ask a new question. And then that's the thing. Questions are the answer. Like who's counting on you to show up? You know, what if it would work? Like if you're so scared of failure, people listening to this cuz we all have this same with similar fears that we're not enough or we're going to fail or we're going to look bad or we're going to be proof that we're not enough, right? All of this. Then what if you use that fear to your benefit? Like what if it would have worked and you didn't take action? Like what if you would have worked and you would have had everything on the, that was waiting for you on the other side of this? And you didn't take that small, simple step. And I feel like that, you know, as coaches, we can't do it for somebody, but we can inspire them to take one step. Right. It's funny because I, one of my traumatic brain injuries was I fell off a rooftop and I wasn't very super well supervised. My parents immigrated to the United States, had many, many jobs. That's why my grandmother was watching me, but I would get in a lot of trouble. But so I, I had this thing with heights, but when I look up in the trees, even now I can see the birds in the trees and it's interesting. I do these thought experiments. I'm like, if I was that bird, I'd be so freaked out being that high up, you know, off the ground. And I realized one day when I was meditating outside that the bird is not calm and confident. You know, it feels like it's enough. It's not calm and confident because it puts its trust in the tree branch. It's calm and it's confident because it puts its trust in its own wings. It puts its trust trust in itself. Right. And I really do believe the formula is you need the curiosity to know yourself. And that's why you meditate or journal. You do talk therapy, you listen to podcasts to get to know your values and who your identity and all these things. But then once you know who you are, you need the courage to be who you are. Right. So have the curiosity to know yourself and also have the courage to be yourself. And that's a long winded answer to say that you are enough, not because you bought something or you created something or you did something. You're enough because you always were and you always will be. Right. And if you come from that place of wholeness, then you're not coming out desperate trying to, because that desperation, it comes across in our videos, it comes across in our emails, it comes across, you know, in dating, it comes across in all these areas. Mm -hmm. But when you're not looking for something to complete you, and you know where how you feel like you're enough? Gratitude. Like gratitude, here's what you want to do. You do not need to wait to feel grateful. You don't need to have a great life to feel grateful. Feel grateful and you'll have a great life, right? Because what you appreciate, appreciates. And if you want to feel like you're enough, do this. And you have enough and that you are enough. Take out a piece of paper and just write down all the things you have in your life that money can't buy. All the things you have in your life that money can't buy. Go through this experiment. I would challenge people to do this. If you want to take it one degree above that, what if the only things you had in your life tomorrow were the things you express gratitude for today. People, your home, the food on your plate, your, your, your ability to, if you have any degree of your health, you know, and so gratitude, as you don't have to wait to have a greater life, to be grateful, be grateful and you'll have a greater life. And then what I would do is not only have a to-do list, because that, that's one thing, but have wake up and have your to-be list. What's on your to-be list? Like so many people are in this dilemma or they're facing this decision because they're in a certain situation. And they always say, what do I need to do? That's not the right question, or at least not the right question right now. If you're facing a decision or a dilemma right now, whether to keep your day job or to be able to start something new or to be able to do this or listen to this, don't ask what do you need to do. Ask yourself, who do I need to be at this moment? Maybe I need to be more compassionate. Maybe I need to be more confident. Maybe I need to do this. And these are not things you have. You do not have confidence. You do confidence. You do not have energy, you do energy, you do not have focus, you do not have creativity, you do these things, right? They're actual processes. And so what I'm talking about in my book, there are all these methods on how to do these things. Like you don't have motivation, you do it. And here's the thing, when you take a noun and you turn it into a verb, because we convince ourselves that these are things that we have. We have low self-esteem. No, you're doing low self-esteem. There's a process of your thoughts and your focus and everything. And I would say that if you're listening to this, I would challenge you to imagine what you want most in life. Just take a moment, take a breath, exhale. Imagine the thing that you want most in your life. Like feel it, visualize it. You know, you start believing in it and then you work daily for it. And so I would say that we are enough, not because of anything on on the outside of us. Like we didn't have any money, didn't speak the language, didn't know anyone, didn't have any kind of education. My mom lived in the back of a laundromat that she worked at, right? Like, so your environment certainly can shape you. But again, these difficult times, adversity could be your advantage also, right? Adversity could be a huge, huge advantage and your struggles could lead to strengths if you just take those steps, Right, and so if whether you're feeling is you're not enough, or there's not an abundance out there, so scarcity mentality is interesting because the idea behind scarcity is it's not that I'm not enough, it just says there's not enough out there, right? And we know, and intellectually, people are listening to this, you know, and you have enough education, This is not the first podcast episode you listen to, that all the wealth was, cre- you know, how wealth was created during some of the most depressing times or depressed economies, right? And what I would think about is changing the questions you ask yourself. Instead of asking yourself, like, how can I get people to like me? Cause you feel like you're not enough. Or how can I be able to make ends meet in this scarce market? And the better question is like, how can I add unique value to the world? What's keeping people up late at night and what makes people special? I do believe is that is our unique story, right? Like the things I was ashamed of, whether it's, you know, how we grew up in, you know, immigrant family, not having any money, you know, having broken the broken brain, having learning challenges. Those are the things that actually I'm most proud of today. Right. And when you come out on the other side, because there's things, you know, having talked about traumatic brain injuries, post-traumatic stress, we've all heard about, there's also something called post-traumatic growth. And post-traumatic growth, I'm sure some of your listeners can relate to this, that you've had adversity that you would that you wouldn't wish upon anybody, right? And yet you found some treasure there, you found a meaning, you found a mission, you found a strength that you didn't know that you would have. And that's where we grow the most. Everyone wants that butterfly, right? Because while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon. And right now we're cocooning. You're physically distancing yourself. You're alone with your thoughts and your, your doubts. You might be feeling alone, but this is the time where we're, we're leveling up. And if life has gotten harder, maybe it is because you are leveling up that you don't want it to get harder. You know, you don't wish it gets easier. It's just that you want to grow better and that every opportunity we're practicing getting better. Right, Everything that we're doing, we're always practicing and, uh, and looking at it more from that point of view. But there's plenty of abundance out there. That's how nature works. And I would encourage everybody to discover the things that light you up. Because I don't think it's about you discovering your passion, but also developing your passion. Your passion is what lights you up. You know? And so what lights you up? And then your purpose is using that passion to light other people up. So my, my passion is learning today. And my purpose is teaching people how to learn, you know, and that I would focus on service. If you want a million followers or you want a million dollars, focus on helping a million people.
0: I honestly feel like I must've done something that helped me merit this episode today that I get to be with you. I swear I've like cried three times since you've been talking. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's impossible to not feel so much what you're saying, because you're so here for this conversation. You're so vulnerable. I mean, that story you told about throwing away that report, I just couldn't stop crying. I was like, oh my God, how pure and kind of you to share that. It's amazing. And what a legacy you have. I have a few more things I want to ask you, but first a quick ad break. As Jim said, learning is your superpower and when you become a lifelong learner, you can become limitless. That's why I love Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions and get lost in creativity. They provide a membership with meaning, real projects to create, and you'll have the support of fellow creatives. I love it because their classes fit your schedule and skill level and it's really affordable. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions. And I'm telling you, this will totally inspire you to make real growth. I'm such a fan of their watercolor painting classes and their productivity classes. And I'm really excited to check out another productivity masterclass they released. I've heard so many of you say, I don't have time. I wish I had better habits. So if you want to stop those excuses and learn the tools to boost your productivity, check it out. They have tons of other classes for topics like graphic design, web design, marketing. So there's something for everyone. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash dreamjob two. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash dreamjob two. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash dreamjob two. I want to talk about your podcast for a minute, you guys, you all have to get this book and you have to subscribe to this podcast. I want to ask you though, because your life is about learning and you've had so many incredible people on if you could like just think to yourself, like, what's the first thing that comes to you when you think what you've learned from having the opportunity to have all these people on your show and to sit back and let them pour into you? Like, what do you feel like is the through line? What's one thing they all have in common?
1: I think Kathy, like, and there there are a number of things. Number one, obviously, the easy answer for me is, is constant learning, right? Lifelong learners. Great. Right. One of the reasons why your podcast is so successful with, and, I, and I've listened to a number of them, um, including Malcolm Gladwell. And like Oh my
0: God, I'm so touched. I'm blushing. That's so sweet that you would even do that.
1: That's so nice. Wanting to learn. And you could tell that, you know, talking to you that people that you really want to know what these answers are. And so lifelong learning that everyone can be a teacher. So that that's an obvious one, but I would say the through line with all our podcast guests and peers would be that, If I could install an idea into a child, it would be that you are 100% responsible for your life. Mm. You are 100% responsible for your life. Mm. It might have shaped you, your experiences, your environment, other people's expectations, but you, you have to own your life right now moving forward. And part of that is like owning our mistakes, you know, not blaming other people or not making excuses. So many people now, they want to go to complain or they have this entitlement or they make excuses. And we know excuses is a complete waste of energy. You cannot be upset by the results you're not getting from the work you're not doing. And I tell a lot of stories, um, and I mention a lot of famous people because they're memory triggers. Next time you see Jim Carrey or Will Smith, who... The cover quote for our book. um, It reminds you of the story, right? Years back, I got to introduce two of my modern day superheroes together. And I use superheroes as a metaphor because I taught myself how to read by reading comic books late at night. That's how I got over the three years of not being able to read. And something about superheroes giving hope and real help that one person can make a difference. And a lot of the most challenged superheroes had the most Big challenges. Like you notice that the big superheroes, the most famous ones, they're orphaned like Superman, Batman, Spider Man, Wonder yeah. Woman. You know, they had very difficult, challenging times. And that's inspiring to me because it's like, wow, you know, like you could be different like the X Men, but you'd also make a difference, right? I got to introduce these superheroes together. And um, it was Richard Branson and Stanley. They wanted to meet each other. So we go out to dinner. And in the car, I asked Stan, Saying, "Who's your favorite superhero?" I need to know. You know, you've created X Men and Avengers, and all the. He's like Iron Man, and he's like Jim. Who's your favorite superhero? And I posted this pic on Instagram because he had this big in the car Spider Man tie. I said Spider Man, and without a pause in his iconic voice, he goes, "With great power comes great responsibility." Right? We've all heard that. If you have great power, you have great responsibility to utilize it. Right? Like, for example, for for Limitless. Uh, We we donate 100% of the proceeds of the book to charity, to women's Alzheimer's research in memory of my my grandmother. And also, it's interesting, side note on the brain, uh, women are twice as likely to experience Alzheimer's than men. And yet they're treated because most of the research is done on male brains and most of the treatments done on male uh, read-based research. And so we raised over $50,000 to uh, Pencils of Promise. We built schools everywhere from Guatemala to Kenya. This one happened to be in Ghana. Not only build the schools, teachers, clean water, healthcare, because we were very passionate about education. And so with great power comes great responsibility. We learn to earn to return. And that's always been my motto. You know, you learn so you have more to earn and then you have more to return and give back. Well, with Stan, it's interesting. With great power comes great responsibility. He says that. And I have this trauma and this brain injury. And I switch things sometimes even when I read. I heard something different. I was like, you're right, Stan. With great power comes great responsibility. And the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. When we take responsibility for something... You know, no matter what it is, it's not not a victim mentality. We take responsibility for something. We have great power to make things better. You know, even in my office here, I have a picture of Stan all the way on top here, overlooking the fireplace. And just he gave me this gift. It's like a candy version of Stan. And he's, he was the youngest old person that I knew, right? So playful. And I really do that people say that they stopped playing because they grew older and matured. I was like, no, you grew older because you stopped playing. And I think playfulness is so important for an entrepreneur also, for a parent, and also definitely as a lifelong learner. But I would say everybody take responsibility for your own life. That even if you make mistakes, mistake, make them old, right? The O is own it, right? Take responsibility, don't blame. The L, learn from it, right? Because that's what mistakes are there for, stepping stones. And the D, don't repeat it. Because if you're doing it more than once, then it's not a mistake, then it's a choice. And so make sure you learn from it and you're not repeating it. But number one, though, own it. Take responsibility.
0: Jim, you did it. You said, how can I show up and make this the best episode you've had? And I was like, oh, my God, what a question to even ask. I think that you did. I have no words to really uh, capture how I feel right now, but blessed comes to mind, Um, filled up, inspired, overwhelmed with some of the best feelings. You are such an unbelievable gift to the world. You really, really are. It's ridiculous who you are and how you show up.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate that. I also appreciate people still listening to this if they're, if they made it to the, oh, they're listening. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that um, in terms of tactics, as you mentioned, the podcast is, is the best place to go and you can just search my name just spelled right k-w-i-k it's my real name i didn't change it to do what i do so if you want tips on how to remember names how to give ted talks how to read faster how to have better focus concentration every episode is only 15 minutes long so you you know it's bite size and so people could binge listen to that you go to quickbrain.com k-w-i-k brain.com and you get three bonus videos where i'll actually take people from stage put them on stage from an audience and teach you how to remember their names i'll teach you how to speed read and these video tutorials for free and then the book you mentioned that's at limitlessbook.com and when you go there i want this to be the most read book and maybe it's not the most bought book we were fortunate it was in new york times bestseller number one on the wall street journal it hit number two on all of amazon of all books you're very blessed and i would say if you go to limitlessbook.com, i want you to be the most read book because i teach you how to read the book when you go there and you'll get these videos and like tutorials on speed reading and, and focus. Okay. And that way um, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. It was Lord of the Rings has a saying, "Is like the one ring to rule them all. I want this to be the one book to learn, read and remember them all. So we give you a 10 day Quick start program when you go there. And it's kind of like a book club where I teach you how to read the books when it arrives. That's at limitlessbook.com. And my challenge for everyone listening to this, Kathy, is to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag Kathy, tag myself, Kathy.heller, right? And myself at JimQuick, KWIK. Post on social media because the fastest way to learn anything is to share and teach it to somebody else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. So I would challenge everybody to take a screenshot of this episode, tag us both in it, and write the one thing. Just one, one thing that you got out of this conversation. Just one little thing. It could be an idea, something that you're gonna do, um, something that you're going to um, implement, or some just inspiration, and share with somebody else. Because when you teach it, you get to learn it twice. When so you share with your fans, your followers, your friends, your family. And I'll actually gift, I'll repost some of my favorites and I'll actually send a copy of the book to one person also just for playing and listening.
0: You give the equivalent of what a thousand people give and it's so beautiful and received. And yeah, we'll link to all of that. And what a gift that you just shared it all. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being you.
1: Hey everybody, I wish you days to lots of life, lots of love, lots of laughter, always lots of learning.
0: Thank you, Jim. Oh my God, what an incredible conversation. Here are the takeaways. Number one, everyone has genius inside of them. Knowledge is power and learning is your superpower. It's a superpower we all have. Number two, limitless is not about being perfect. It's about advancing and progressing beyond what you believe is possible. Number three, if failure is not an option, then neither is success. Number four, ask yourself, what's the tiniest action I can take right now that will give me progress towards my goal? Little by little, a little becomes a lot. Number five, when you take your last breath, nobody's opinions and none of your fears will matter. What matters is how you loved, how you lived, how you laughed and how you learned. Number six, you are enough because you always were and always will be. Number seven, you don't need to have a good life to feel grateful, feel grateful and you'll have a great life. And number eight, you are a hundred percent responsible for your life with great responsibility comes great power. Guys, I am so aware that your time is the most precious thing you have, so thank you for spending it here. Thank you for being here and listening to the show. Thursday's episode is going to be also super cool. Guy Raz, from How I Built This, is here. I know a lot of you are fans of his, so please make sure you subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And I want to know, did this episode teach you anything? Come on. I'm sure this episode, if any one of these episodes has been inspiring, this one's got to be up there. Can you think of one person who could benefit from hearing this? If so, I want you to email them a link to this or text them or go onto your Instagram and post about the show and tag me and tell your friends to go listen and tag Jim quick because then the two of us can repost it. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
2: So many times. I